Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson, here with Mickey Dumont. We're the podcast twins and the hosts of this weekly podcast, produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members, and we'll keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. The legislation to appropriately and fairly fund our public schools has been an uphill struggle. Despite the 2015 Foundation Budget Review Commission, or FBRC's, recommendations, the legislature failed to pass a fair and equitable solution to 25-plus years of underfunding public education. And so, a broad coalition formed a partnership in January 2019 to relaunch and refocus legislative action on fixing the funding formulas which were contributing to inequality in educational access across the Commonwealth. Many of you made telephone calls or attended rallies or mailed your own legislators. Education funding has been out on the front burner in our Commonwealth throughout this new legislative session, and while the work is not finished, we have made some progress toward bringing our public education funding formulas out of the 1990s and into the 21st century. Let's listen to AFT Mass President Beth Contos catch us up with what has happened, and most importantly, what we all, and we do mean all, need to do to ensure that fair and equitable access to public education funding is enacted into law. Beth, um, the Senate bill that just recently passed, uh, Mm -hmm. what was it called? The The Student Opportunity Act. Okay. That has now been sent to the House of Representatives. Now, when it goes to the House of Representatives, does it keep the same name? Yes, it's going to be called the same uh, Student Opportunity Act, but it'll have a different number in, on the House side. Okay. And what about amendments? Does the House Is the House able to add amendments? They are able to, and that's what they're in the process of doing now, is reading over the bill as it came out of the Senate. Okay. And thinking, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure from constituents from different areas trying oh, yes. to put, add this in, add oh, that in. Oh, sure. But we're afraid it, it could, and, and the representatives agree, it, it could get too far from where the Senate had passed it unanimously, mm-hmm. and then it's going to have to go back to the Senate when it's done, and mm-hmm. then this process could start all over again, and then it could be much, much later in the year. Now, you've been following this very, very closely with your Mm -hmm. team down at AFT Mass. What's the likelihood of that happening, do you think? Well, we've been in conversation with representatives that have had ideas like, oh, Beth, I know you'd really like XYZ, you know, but we don't want to add XYZ now because it's going to put it all back to the drawing board. We feel like we have already done our advocacy in advance, Mm -hmm. and what came out of the Senate is really the best we were going to get. Because mm -hmm. essentially, we've been working on this for how long now? Far more than a year, probably four years total. I yeah. Yeah, I but really, feel like I have been. Yeah, but um, maybe eighteen months to two years as a concerted effort, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. diving in in a coalition, the Fund Our Future Coalition, working together. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you said that they're they're discussing it now, as it came to them from the Senate. Mm-hmm. They're talking about 
what they might like to add or delete, whatever. When does it come to um, a hearing sure. where they can vote on it? So Wednesdays is when they do these hearings, and um, today is Wednesday, and they're doing the supplemental budget today, so we knew in advance it wouldn't be today. Okay. So our inside sources are telling us that it's next week. So that is but I don't, I think October 23rd. That's right. So I don't think it's a, it's a, like an open secret. Like, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, we will get the bill with any amendments that the House is creating right now, probably by the end of day on Monday. We'll have time to make sure that it didn't change significantly enough. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by make sure, if it did change, we will speak to representatives that are friendly to public ed and ask them if they can put in different amendments or reword an amendment mm -hmm. um, so that it really reflects the outcome that the Senate created. Because we're happy with what the Senate did. So let's talk about the Senate bill for sure. a minute. The Senate bill, as I understand it, was a reflection of the Foundation Budget Review Commission's yes. work. Mm -hmm. took most or all of the recommendations from that? It really program. did, yeah. And, and then mm -hmm. what was changed? Because it was So what we were really concerned with was the count for poverty. Mm -hmm. And it, if you remember a few years back, they changed oh, the way yes, we counted it children I, that live in poverty, yes. right? <laughs> so it hurt lower right, significantly. Right. Yeah, so, okay. so on one day you have X number of poor children. 85%. Yeah. And then tomorrow you have 40%? We had 53.4. Right. Where did those kids <laughs> yeah. go? Obviously, they were all still here, mm -hmm. and they were just counting them differently. Mm -hmm. So um, so the implication was that they weren't poor anymore. Yeah. I don't know what happened overnight, but things changed. Yeah. But what that changed was a lack of funding in our schools. Absolutely. And yeah. it really, mm -hmm. really did hurt our kids. It did. Yeah. And so um, what came out of the Senate reflected that harm they realized mm. we've been talking to them about this mm -hmm. and we also brought them to visit schools the senators and representatives so they could see the lives of a classroom that's overcrowded yeah. or that is falling you know the building is not in good repair mm -hmm. and um and that's all across the state all across the state and we we brought them and they were happy to come and i have to say we had a, even some some of our uh, reps and centers that we might not have thought of as our friends they came and they saw yeah. so Good I think yeah, yeah and I I have to say that that um, it's reflective in the bill they saw that there was a real need and that's a great thing I remember really seeing is. an article that speaker DeLeo went to a couple of schools <laughs> and his eyes were opened yeah it's funny we brought him to a particular school on a day uh -huh. that the toilets all backed up oh, oh my goodness and <laughs> Well, so he that knew. can't be engineered. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, so we had a long conversation with him about the sure. facilities yeah. not being where they need to sure. be sure. for yeah. the year 2019. For yeah, a right? good teaching and learning environment. Right. There's more money in it in the um in the uh, bill for school improvements physical the building itself oh um, the facility so the facility right and then on the floor of the how uh, the senate somebody put in like another five hundred thousand dollars as oh. an amendment and they accepted it oh nice so so the realization that our facilities are not where exactly. they should be 
has it's been observed evident. and yeah. right. you know it, maybe it was that blocked up toilet that made it a difference could be, yeah. you know so you were at the hearing with uh, I was. it's not really called a hearing it was a hearing um <clears throat> was debates going on and then they were they had multiple I think there were maybe 60 possible amendments yes and um, so the um, senators that were sponsoring those amendments stood up and talked about them some had been decided in advance that they were going to drop but they um, so it's funny to watch the beginning to the end of how the process so works. the public mostly is observing just so observing. Just ask yeah, there's no testimony. No, no testimony. Nope. Right. So Wednesday, it would be powerful to be an observer. Oh, definitely. But you shouldn't expect to be speaking. No speaking at all. Right. And um, in the Senate, every once in a while, the senators look up because we were mm -hmm. in the balcony above and we were packed in there. Yeah. They look up and they see our faces mm -hmm. and all of us were wearing red of some form sure. or another. Mm -hmm. So they understood why we were there. We were watching. And we want to be able to reward the people that do the right things for our kids. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, we stuck around, and it was very, you know, got very late. But um, we thanked everyone that came out mm -hmm. and um, had specific remarks to some people to let them know that we knew how much time they were putting in. Yeah. This was a very long project for all of us. So mm -hmm. potentially on this coming Wednesday, the 23rd, right. this process will start, but in the Massachusetts House. In the House of Representatives. And how many members again? Would we say 160 uh, members? Yeah, quite a bit more yeah, than the right. Senate. Will it be unanimous? I don't know this time. Yeah. It's a lot more people to convince. Mm -hmm. um, although I have to say that the effort has been bipartisan mm -hmm. and, and with both chambers involved. They had a bipartisan um, committee, um, the, the education committee that had people from the House and the Senate they on did. it. Yeah. So um, Senator Lewis and Alice Peich and, um, and their people worked diligently on this they for did. at least mm -hmm. the last year. And that was amazing to see what came out of that. That's committee. right. Let me ask you this, Beth. Yes. Uh, between now and next Wednesday, the 23rd, yeah. what should we ask our members, mm -hmm. our friends, our neighbors, our family, to do in anticipation of the representatives potentially coming to some kind of closure next Wednesday? Sure. Well, I think it's important that on Monday, we're going once we see what the possible amendments are, because we don't necessarily want them to pass it if it's got something terrible in it, right? right? right. So we will be putting out notices, whether you see it on Facebook or AFT email to the leaders um, that this is what we want you to do. We're going to want you to call your um, representatives, yeah. and we're going to have a specific ask. Let's say number, amendment number 17 is the one that was very important to us that came out of the Senate. I mean, yeah, the Senate. Um, and that one explained how these financial reports were going to be made to the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. They were going to be posted on their webpage. Um, and also on the web pages of the local mm -hmm. districts mm -hmm. about how they're going to spend all this new money. Mm -hmm. We love that. Yeah, transparency is we great. We want it. Yeah. We want Absolutely. parents to look at it. We want educators to look at it. And I think it's important to know um, exactly where money is being spent because we want this to be spent wisely for the improvement of mm -hmm. our children's lives, right? So, um, so we want that. But there, it was really nebulous about whether or not um, 
the Department of Education could have any kind of punishment for if you didn't do a good enough um, plan out mm -hmm. of a city. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a line put in there that the Department of Ed could not withhold Chapter 70 funding or any grant funding from a district, mm -hmm. which we approve of because we still have to start school in September. We right. still need our Chapter 70 funding. Right. We can work out the plans as we go along. Your children shouldn't be punished because your district is slow to respond to the we Department of Ed. We or really something don't like want that. any punitive measures no. in this bill. No. And we already have plenty of accountability in this state. That's you right. know, we there have is. our we testing, sure we have our attendance, our graduation rates, all these sort of things. And um, our accountability for our districts and for our state is to fund properly and spend properly. And so, that's what we're looking forward to. So would it be safe to say that we'd like to urge our representatives to follow as close as possible what was passed by the Senate? Yes. That's the safest way to say it right now unless we see something else. So we'll keep our right. eyes and ears open for right. Anything potentially coming through on Monday? I'm sure you'll get an email from us overnight Monday, mm -hmm. early morning on Tuesday, about what exactly to say when they call. Um, okay, that'll the be house. helpful. Yeah. Yes, that'll, and then we'll have Monday, Tuesday, right, and that's it. Yeah, you know, it's going to be Wednesday. Two days, but right? it would matter too if the um, the lines are, are jammed on Wednesday too. You know, it would. Oh, sure, it, it would. Absolutely would. Because the people that answer the phones are going to be sending messages into the, into um, the House of Representatives. Yeah. Okay. They're going to know. Yeah. They're going to know. Absolutely. They care. Yeah. Okay. So after this passes the House, yeah. it's intact. Yes. Because we're going to stay positive here. Right. It then goes to the governor. It goes to the governor, and the governor has 10 days to either sign it mm -hmm. or veto it. And if he vetoes it, then... You know, fingers crossed, we have plenty of votes to qualify for sure. an override, which sure. is two-thirds in Massachusetts. So even if Wednesday is a huge success, which is right. what we hope, right. it is in all of our best interests to keep our eyes open about right. what happens next. Right. So let's say it passes out of um, the, the House. Yep. Then it goes to Governor Baker's desk. Mm -hmm. And then, again, we need to all start calling Governor, Governor Baker. Governor Baker. We want it, we want it, we want it. We yeah. need it, we need it, we need it. So and if we have two mm -hmm. UTL members, we will put that phone number out yeah. on we uh, definitely Tuesday will. and Wednesday so that you know what to do. Call his office, absolutely. That's right, that's right. And, and I, I want people to understand how important a phone call or email mm -hmm. um, is. Oh, you lifted sure. a finger. I think that makes a big difference. It really is yeah. significant to the yeah. people who get the phone call, and yeah. they do keep track of it. Um, they will reply to you, and it will make a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had one representative tell me at one time that if he received 10 calls on an issue, that issue was very important. Sure. I, I read in a, so I taught social studies, right? So I read in a social studies book one time that the, there was like a rule of thumb that every, um, in these days, a letter that they got sure. represented potentially 10,000 oh. uh, opinions. Wow. You know, yeah. that, that was for if it went to, um, in Washington. Mm -hmm. So it might be a little less than that here. Yeah. Sure. But if your letter has the weight of 1,000 sure. constituents, it's then pretty it's, powerful. It's yeah. time for us to do it. A phone yeah. call, a letter, an email. A letter will take too long. Email. Email, <laughs> email or text. That's right. Yeah. 
That's right. So maybe after the results next Wednesday, we can get together again and put out additional steps. Sure. Where do we yeah. go from there? Yeah. Definitely. We'll have something available out of AFT Mass that will be okay. emailable and for um, Facebook, social media. Sure. Terrific. Know? Yeah. Terrific. Because yeah. our kids can't wait any longer. They cannot wait And any it's getting longer. exciting, but our kids can't wait any longer. I mean, that's right. This, this is it. And then once it gets passed, right, so optimism rules, then we need parents and educators to get to school committee meetings mm -hmm. because it's going to be budget season. I'm sure they're already You're thinking right. about it. You're right. But as soon as the holidays pass, we need to... Whether the budget is on the calendar or not for that night, we need to go to the mic and take a minute and just say, this is what my classroom needs or this is what my child needs. Yeah. Yeah. And please keep this in mind as you do your budget. And if, if parents and educators did that, we would be influencing them constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great idea. Great suggestions. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Beth, for catching us up with all of my this. Beth. It's been a long haul, but yeah. hopefully... Very soon it will be at the finish line and we'll all be cheering. I want to take that sigh of relief, yeah. but I'm still holding my breath a little <laughs> yeah, bit. There, there definitely will be a huge celebration. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. For all of our students, mm -hmm. staff. Mm -hmm. And schools. Yes. Thank you, Beth, for catching us up on where the Student Opportunity Act stands today and how we can all work together to ensure that our children have fair access to an outstanding public education no matter which zip code they live in. We are including links to contact information for not only our local Massachusetts House delegation on our podcast website, which is utl495-straighttalk.com, Dot com, but we also are including a link to find out who represents you and how to contact that person. Be sure to check out our UTL Facebook page for hearing dates as they become known and for current information on the Student Opportunity Act. If you are available to attend the public hearing on the proposed legislation, your presence is most appreciated. If not, please contact your Massachusetts House Rep early and often, and let them know your thoughts. We once again thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that if you enjoy what you hear, you will subscribe to our podcast using Apple iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast aggregator. As always, we welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcast topics, or if you are aware of UTL members who might be willing to share experiences and expertise, send us an email at utlstraighttalk at gmail.com. So until next week, this is Amy Bisson along with Mickey Dumont wishing you a great week. <music>